Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. We think you might have the coolest job in town. We sat down with the town of Bluffton's historic preservationist, Glenn Umberger, to talk about two Bluffton landmarks that are now part of the Reconstruction Era National Historic Network, the Garvin Garvey House and the historic Campbell Chapel AME Church. So much history to learn about in Bluffton. Let's listen. Tell us a little bit about the recognition the town recently received and being placed on the Reconstruction Area National Historic Network. That's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. What is the network and why does it matter to Bluffton? So the Reconstruction Area National Historic Network was actually established in 2019 by an act of Congress. Um, It's a list of sites around the country that are associated with the Reconstruction period. So basically 1860 to 1900. Um, And it's a period in American history that's often misunderstood. not really well studied. Um, So the purpose of the network is to share the stories of that period of time so people have a better understanding of it. Um, It's actually managed by the Reconstruction Era National Historical Park in Buford. Um, So they're a national park um, and they're responsible for managing the list of these sites around the country. Um, And as of May, there are 97 sites nationwide. Wow. And how many in Bluffton? Um, There's now two in Bluffton. Two. So we've got the Garvin Garvey House, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And the Campbell Chapel AME Church. That's right. Tell us a little bit of the history of the church. So Campbell Chapel AME, the building itself was constructed in 1853 um, as the Bluffton Methodist or Episcopal Methodist Church. Um, And... um, after the um, Civil War ended, there was no congregation left to speak of. So um, the building was sold to nine formerly enslaved members of the congregation um, who founded the Campbell Chapel AMA. Um, so the congregation actually dates to 1874, um, and they've been on that site ever since. The town, I think, did such a phenomenal job with the Garvin Garvey House. Mm-hmm. That, I think, and I think where it's located is just such a prime spot for people to understand it, learn it, know it. I've, sure. I've gone with people there like, what is that? Tell us a little bit, what is that? So if you had seen the Garvin Garvey house about 20 years ago, you probably would have thought, what is that shack and why is it still standing? <laughs> um, the town actually did a rather remarkable job of putting the house back together again. Um, and they followed all the right Secretary of Interior standards for rehabilitation. Um, it's phenomenal. Um, the property itself um, prior to um, Mr. Garvey being there um, was part of the Baynard family um, property. Um, Mr. Baynard's house was destroyed in the burning of Bluffton in June of 1863, and the, ha- and the property was vacant. Um, Mr. Garvey was able to purchase the property. Um, the deed says he paid $3.50 for the property. $3.50. That's, right. That's amazing. Yeah. It's been about 160 years since the burning of Bluffton, part of General Sherman's march to the sea. Only 10 structures remain, and one of them is at Wright Family Park. Right. So the burning of Bluffton was Thursday, June 4th, 1863, Um, about 18 months before Sherman's march to the sea. Um, So we predate that by a year and a half. Um, But one of the remarkable things about it is we still have structures that predate June 1863. Um, And like you said, one of them is at Wright Family Park. 
Um, this, what's known today as the Squire Pope Carriage House is actually three former outbuildings that were cobbled together. Um, Squire Pope, if you're in Hilton Head, you know about Squire Pope. He had a summer house in Bluffton on that property, um, was a casualty of the burning of Bluffton. Um, Squire Pope actually dies during the Civil War. When his widow and daughter come back to Bluffton, they're destitute and obviously need a place to live. And they were able to cobble together three outbuildings into a structure for shelter, um, which what we know today is the Squire Pope Carriage House. Um, it's remarkable, it's still standing. Um, we're currently doing a major rehabilitation project. Um, the Wright family owned the property for a while. Um, they were living in there up until fairly recently. Really? Um, but um, yes, we're, we're doing a, a large project to put the house back together again. What's the progress on that? I saw it, I was just down by the park the other day and saw it and I'm just amazed at how, quite frankly, how quickly it seems to be sure. going. Um, the, the, pro the project started with them picking the house up six feet in the air um, on cribbing. Um, so we had a house mover um, literally pick the house up. Um, I was actually able to walk under the house for the first time since 1865. Amazing. Um, and um, they built a new foundation underneath it. So now it will sit uh, about 18 inches off the ground. Um, and um, we're currently turning it into um, a new use. So downstairs will be a future visitor center for the town of Bluffton. Um, upstairs is slated to be office space for our communications department. Oh, interesting. Um, so they are moving forward. Was the family able to help you at all with any of the information? We had the, I was there for the sort of the groundbreaking sure. of that. And, and was the family, did they have information that you were able to cobble together any information on the home that helped you? Yes. So one of the interesting things about architecture for me is how people use the site, how the building is being used, how's it being changed. And they were able to actually explain how some of the features of the house came to be. So if you remember upstairs on the veranda on the river side, part of it had been closed in. Um, that has now been removed because we're taking it back to a porch again. Um, but the family was able to explain about that was a bedroom and why they enclosed the bedroom and how often it was used and why they did what they did. Um, so all that information that otherwise we wouldn't know is very valuable uh, and speaks to the overall history of the house. I noticed when I was walking that direction as well, coming from Calhoun Street, there seemed to be another house that was getting raised. Is that a town project? Yes, is no, that... that's a private project. That's a private so project. So that's the Allen Lockwood house. Um, dates to about 1850 from what we can tell. Um, unfortunately, we do not have great records. Um, most of our records prior to the Civil War got burned on the way out of town, thanks to Sherman's troops in 1865. Um, but that house, um, they're doing some major work uh, to put that one back together again. And they found um, when they started the project that the floors sloped and it was a five inch slope from front to back, <laughs> um, which indicates that there's a foundation issue. Um, but they're, they have approval to uh, replace siding, put on a new roof, um, and get the house stabilized for more work down the road. I think there's probably so much history in Bluffton that people don't even see, that they're mm -hmm. passing by it each and every day. I grew up in the South, and so you do take for granted sometimes those structures or those areas 
What do you think people pass by in Bluffton that they might not realize? What, what, can you give a couple of ideas and thoughts on, on what maybe we're passing by that we don't even know is there? I think one thing that people don't realize is if they walk past an empty lot, they assume it was always empty. And that's not always the case. Or they see a house that may be in disrepair um, and they figure that that's the only thing that's ever been there. Um, and that's always, that's not the case. Um, you know, a place has history that even predates what you see as you're walking down the sidewalk. Right. Um, so I like to uncover some of those stories um, and, you know, tell the full story of that, that piece of dirt, as it were. What's the best part of your job, Glenn? You have such an interesting job oh, and the town my. of Bluffton is lucky to have you. So what, yes. what's the part of your job you love the most? I think the best part of my job is every day is different. And some days I don't know what it's going to be until I'm actually involved in whatever that project or that task is. Um, it never gets boring. It's never routine. Um, no two buildings are identical. No two contributing resources have the same issues. Um, and um, you just never know what you might find as you start doing the work. I think most people would be surprised that the town of Bluffton actually has a historic preservationist mm -hmm on staff. Sure. You developed this interest at the ripe old age time frame of second grade, didn't yeah, that's, you? That's right. Um, yeah, for, for a municipality the size of Bluffton, it's it's rare to have somebody who's a full-time dedicated staff person in historic preservation. Um, it's not, it's more common in larger jurisdictions, but for a small town like Bluffton, it's it's rare, which is a credit to our leadership to who thinks that historic preservation is something important. Um, but yes, I actually became interested in history, you know, second grade in Philadelphia. Um, it was the year of the bicentennial and what a great place to learn about American history than where it all started um, 200 years after the fact. Um, so never thought I'd be doing this, however, um, <laughs> parlaying, uh, you know, an interest in an academic subject into something practical that pays the bills. What what's next for Bluffton? What are, are there any other structures in Bluffton that are slated for restoration? What's what's around the bend? So a very exciting project that was recently approved by our Historic Preservation Commission not quite a month ago. Um, Campbell Chapel AME, the historic 1853 building, will be undergoing an extensive renovation restoration project, um, and they are. The congregation is planning to take the building back to its look in 1853. Um, so it's gonna involve um, demolishing a 1960s era concrete block extension out the back, uh, which is rather horrid, um, restoring the building, uh, restoring details. Um, there was a belfry that was installed in the 1870s, um, which, came down in the tornado of 1933. Um, that will go back. Um, new windows to replicate the historic windows. They're gonna rebuild the front porch. Um, it's quite extensive. Um, and then they're gonna build a small um, structure out the back for modern conveniences, such as public restrooms and storage. Um, so that's something that's coming down the pike rather soon. And it's gonna be very exciting to watch that uh, unfold. Um, the drawings look amazing. Um, I know the church is very excited about it, um, so that will be coming soon. We can't wait to see. I know. It. Thanks I for joining us. Yeah. Great to chat with you, Glenn. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. The podcast continues to grow and never miss an episode of our Five Questions podcast. 
by subscribing to the Chamber Channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Take a moment to download, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people. 